Welcome back to the Lighthouse Educator Development Podcast. My name is Kyle Krieger. We hope that Wilkie Law will join us here at some point, but it is early <laughs> morning. But super thrilled to have our friends Sally and Sarah from Practically Positive Teaching back on the podcast. How are you, ladies? Good. So Thank good. you so much for having us. Yes. We're so excited to talk to you guys again. Yes, yeah. we missed you guys. Yes. I know. It's been crazy because I was... I, like I said, I was thinking back to when it was, and it was October, because I was going to try to come see you guys when you were in Chicago, yes. but it wound up not working out. My best buddy from Oregon came in that same weekend, but it's just crazy how fast time has gone, because it's been like four months since we talked the first time, so. Yeah, it's been a blur. It has. Blur. It has. Yeah. I even went yeah. back to go listen just to, to see what, where we were at that point in time, too, and how things have changed. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing that has not changed. What? The fact that every Friday I watch your dance videos or whatever <laughs> day you put the dance videos out. <laughs> we, you know, they're becoming like a thing. Yeah, just, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's. <laughs> but so, so for people that listening that don't know, you guys, I don't know if it's Fridays or whatever day of the week is, but every like twice a week you're putting out a video of you yeah. guys just dancing on car rider or bus duty or whatever it is. <laughs> We actually dance every day. We, yeah. we bring the, it's part of our, it's our part of our tradition. It helps us to get our minds right. And it helps yeah. just to kind of create an environment yeah. that, you know, the kids and the staff, it's more welcoming. Um, and we just, I mean, when there's music, you can't help but dance. Yeah. So we just, we just happen to rec shoot, record it yeah. once or twice mm -hmm. a week. It and up. it's so funny now too because um it got yeah. to the point where parents now they'll haunt yeah. or like now this um this actually this, this grandma, grandma she's like every monday we want you to play the uh what is the it baby shark baby she's shark like y'all baby shark has my heart can, can i please can you please play it because because i will get out of my car and i will do it with and you she so. literally <laughs> got out of her car jumped onto the sidewalk and we were like mm -hmm. she had the moves <laughs> grandma was out there yeah. going where <laughs> our goal is to we told her we're like we need to film this next time and post that so our goal is to have her in the video next Just, time yeah. Let's see if we can make it happen. Yes, we will. <laughs> I, the thing that I love about it is is the fact that I know the two of you. It's so like genuinely you. Yeah. Do, do your kids do your kids see that though? I mean, do they realize that this is it's it, even though it's like a, it's a shtick, but it's definitely not like like an act. It's not something fake that you're putting on. Well, they. I mean, they know that from coming to this school because this is our first year at Rock yeah. Lake. Um, that we came in with a punch, kind yeah. of. We were just like, "Hi, we're here!" Yeah, and they're like, "It took them a while to kind of just buy into yeah. us, you know, and how and oh, how yeah. we teach and how we do things." Yeah. Um, but I think to say we, I think they they get to see that side of us, the fun side of us. But we also they know that we love them. Yeah. And because of that, we're able to bust them on things too. Yeah. So we're able to be real with them. Yeah. And you know, be like, "Hey, you want that dream job? You, this is what you need to do. Like, school is your training right. ground." And this, this, mm -hmm. and that. So, um, I think they get to see all the levels of yeah. us, not just the fun, you know, dance side of us, but also the real, 
side of us too. So I think it's funny too, because we were talking how in the beginning of the year, you know, it was very much like, you know, we had to earn their trust. Yeah. And so, you know, in the beginning, we didn't have music out there. Um, but it got to the point where slowly, and I think we mentioned this the last time we talked, but mm -hmm. we were just seeing that kids were just coming to school angry and upset and sad. And um, that how the music has totally changed that. And kids who were like, not about giving hugs. I mean, we all, we kind, well, yeah. we kind of have our little tradition things with the kids. Like when they come off the bus, like some of we like slow motion run to the kids or we like dance to the kids. And um, there's these kindergartners that get off the bus and they throw their backpacks down and they're like so serious about their They have all moves. like this like, shoe move and, and the floss going on. And it's like, it is the cutest thing. I mean, they don't, and then we have to like tell them, go to breakfast, go to breakfast because, and they're like, no, we want to dance. And I'm like, well, dance to breakfast because you got to go. But um, it's become a tradition. And it's so funny too, because parents, like we've been able to establish really great relationships with the parents because they just, you know, they see do. us out there being goobers and, you know, it's, it's establishing that positive environment right off the right bat. Off the bat. And there are some days that it's hard for us because we're not really in the mindset yet, or we're thinking about all the to do's and all the things that we, we have to do that day and all the, you know, all the the data points that we're trying yeah. to hit throughout the day and you know just it helps us to set the tone mm -hmm. and sometimes we have to fake it yeah. till we till we get there but usually by the end of car rider dancing yeah. it's we're, we're like, I mean there have been times where we literally had tears but we were still like, <laughs> still trying to dance through just because you know it, it helps you just kind of get your mind right and yeah. I feel like everybody needs to have that routine yep. in their day and if you have some sort of routine and the dancing thing has just become just like a goofy routine, routine but it's really mm -hmm. helped us get our minds right yeah so and to see the big picture of why you're there that day yeah. your purpose for being there yeah so how, I'm interested how do things like that that may seem like novelty to someone that's an outsider how do how does that you know like you said set the stage but continue to add up throughout the days and throughout the year with kids as you're, as you're really trying to, like you said, build that trust with them? Well, I think, first of all, it wasn't, it took courage to just get something like that started because mm -hmm. you don't see that every day. Yeah. So just to, just to turn on music and start dancing, we have so many teachers that tell us that's, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you guys do that because mm -hmm. kids would make fun of me. And they did. In the beginning, they were like, oh my gosh, what yeah. are they doing? Because it is outside the norm. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I think it also made us approachable. And because of that, kids know that they can come to us, that mm -hmm. we're a safe place, that we're trying, we're showing up and we're there for them, you know? Well, you know, we were just talking to how, mm -hmm. you know, for us, that's just something that we, we do. I mean, we'll be yeah. dancing up and down the hallways and, you know, stuff like that, just to kind of establish that, like, yes, yeah, school, school is a place where, you know, we need to learn. And there's a lot of pressures, you know, at mm -hmm. our school just to get our grade of our school up. And so there's a lot of that, you know, stress and pressure that's constantly placed on us every single day. And to just be, you know, realize like at the end of the day, like we teach kids yeah. and yes, we do need to be serious and yes, we need to set high expectations. And yes, you know, we have rules and procedures in place and there are consequences, you know, for great behavior and also consequences for, you know, that mm -hmm. behavior that's not acceptable. But at the same time, I think because we're not afraid to have fun and to be mm -hmm. ourselves, 
themselves, the kids are not afraid to be able to have fun and be themselves. And, and mm-hmm. I feel like just in our classes that yeah. we teach, because um, we teach like the same groups of kids, they'll come to me for reading and writing and they go to um, Sarah for math. And they know like they can be um, authentically themselves, if yes. that makes sense. I think because, because yeah. we're showing authentically who we are to them. They're mm-hmm. able to, we, we bring that out of them yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And if, if it's something, and we tell them, we're like, we love music and we love singing. We love dancing. That's, that's part of who we are. So and we embrace that. And so mm-hmm. if there's something that you love and you have, um, something that you're passionate about, you need to bring that out mm-hmm. too. And um, I don't you, think kids yeah. are taught that. No, like you do a lot of chants and stuff. And yeah, we both do. Mm-hmm. But she incorporates a drum to it. So when they're doing it, the, and you have one student who really struggles academically, but mm-hmm. that's his, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So actually um, last year when we went to the Ron Clark Academy, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that I, I took away was I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to incorporate a drum. It just seemed, but I didn't know how to do it yet. I didn't know how I was going to incorporate the drum yet. And it wasn't until this year where I had um, a student who he does, he does struggle academically. um, But he's so, I just picked up on this, like he's so musical. And so when we were doing like our chants and stuff, he was like on his desk and like he had a beat and I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid needs, we need to get this kid a drum. Mm -hmm. So I took him to the music room. And I was like, hey, you know, grab, pick out any drum. Like we have all these different types of drums in there. I'm like, pick out a drum. And like I said, I'm going to do one of our chants. I'm going to see if you can come up with a beat. And he did. And so now whenever we do like little call and responses, or if we're, you know, when we're cheering on kids, there's like beats that he has come up with to go along with each thing. And, and people always wonder, they're like, well, in class when you know when he goes back to his other classes he's like all over the place and whatever how do you get him to use the drum only when it's appropriate versus just doing it whatever and i said because he he has been put as he is responsible for that drum Mm -hmm. and he knows that it has a purpose and so we've you know we're trying to teach the kids like you know use your passions and your talents and your gifts Mm -hmm. for a purpose and for a reason Mm -hmm. and so you know with that almost being like a a novelty for him it's so unique for him and the kids don't even they don't touch his drum they don't um they they let him have that opportunity and it's been really cool so, I don't know if I just told you. <laughs> I'm like, what was no, the question again? <laughs> no, no, that's perfect. But, you know, coming back to that, we've been talking about, you know, after a year now, we've done a hundred almost interviews. And one of the yeah, lines that we, that we have is, is the relationship being very reciprocal between teachers and students. So I'm interested, how have you as teachers grown from that relationship that you have with students because I, f- I feel like one of the things that is often missed by teachers is that you you also are learning as you work with these kids and build those relationships so do you have maybe some examples or ways that you feel like you've grown from learning from your students I think we've become better listeners yeah more patient and able to to analyze what a student is going through because they're just a human. And so you're analyzing emotion and trying to figure out what is the story behind that. So just, uh, yeah. And, and not, not focusing so much on just the academics, but that you're teaching humans. We just have to keep remembering that we're teaching humans and it's, 
you have to find that connector point with them. You have to, in order for that relationship to grow, you have to see them mm -hmm. for who they are. And I think that's a great skill to bring out into the world anyway. It makes us better listeners with people in general. Yeah. And yeah, do you, what do you? Yeah, and I think, you know, that's one of been one of the biggest things. Actually, a couple years ago when we were at our old school, mm -hmm. um, our principal, she, the big theme in the beginning of the year was know the students' stories. And, you know, at that point, I had been teaching for six years. And mm -hmm. it, I don't know why it had hit me where I'm like, hello, like I have a story that has turned me into who I am today. Sarah has a different story. Like you have a story, like we all have um, a story and things that have happened in our lives that have caused us to be who we are. And so do our students. And, you know, sometimes there are kids go through things that we can't even imagine. imagine, but they show up to school and they power through anyways. And I think for me is, you know, mm. seeing kids as something, there's something deeper there. Right. Like instead of seeing a kid as like a discipline problem or defiant or, or defiant, like there's a story there and, you know, having those conversations. And I think that is something that I have just grown personally in, especially this year, is taking a second to be like, okay, I noticed today that you, you did not want to do your work. You had your head down all day in class. What is going on? Instead and instead of, of feeling it as a personal attack, you're yeah. choosing to say what's going on with you. And I think as that in the beginning as teachers, you see the defiance as an attack between the teacher right. and the student when really they're right. just trying, they're, they don't know how to explain themselves, you know? So that's their way of, that's their defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Well, yeah. But no, and that, it just teaching kids how to be able to say, it's okay to, to explain what is going on. Yeah. Like this is a safe place. And so I think for me, yeah. And same thing, patience I've learned, um, in listening. I think if you don't have those two things as a teacher, then I feel like you'll struggle because mm -hmm. those two listening is so powerful, right? It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, we, we were lucky to meet a guy, his name's Chad Littlefield. He runs a company that's called we and me and they basically what they do is they create uh, professional developments and this set of cards that are strictly to build relationships. They're, they're, get, they're called get to know you cards. And he awesome. did this activity with us once. There were 400 teachers in the room and he's like, pick up a card and it had a question. And you had to ask the question and you couldn't respond. Once the person answered, you couldn't respond back. You just had to listen to your, their answer. And the whole, the whole point was to listen without trying to formulate a response. And I think, like you said, that was maybe the hardest thing for me was, especially with the defiant kids, not taking it as a personal attack but also like being engaged with them to listen. So I'm not trying to, cause my head would get clouded when I was trying to formulate a response. You don't necessarily hear everything that they're actually saying. Exactly. And sometimes they need a second when you say what's like for, I know for me, even as an adult, sometimes if somebody says what's wrong, sometimes I don't really know either. I'm just feeling a bunch of things. So we have to remember that students are still learning who they are. Yeah. And I think with me, I try to, to, build them up a little bit and just say, Hey, I see you. I know the person that you are. And I see that you're struggling today. I'm concerned. What is going, what, what's, what's happening? Yeah. Like, let's talk about it and just leave it like that and see what they do with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. And and Wilkie has said he he went from a primarily Hispanic school to a primarily African American school um, this year, and and he has had a difficult time adjusting to. I mean, because that's a different a different set of kids, and and he's got kids now that finally in February are are opening up to him and it's taken all of that time for him to build that trust. And, and I liked what you said too earlier when, you know, you're being unique and being who you are, it puts you in a position where the kids will trust you when you do need to discipline them. So the other, a a kind of a question on that too is, do you see your uniqueness being not your specific uniqueness, but, the fact that you're embracing your uniqueness, does that rub off on your colleagues? I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny because I think a lot of times, and it wasn't until recently that I even allowed myself to try new things in the classroom. I mean, to be honest, it wasn't it was until so a couple of years yeah. ago that I was like, oh, I love incorporating music and chants into mm-hmm. my classroom, but who I was around, no one was doing that. And it was very traditional. I mean, it was very, you know, especially in this day and age of of constant test prep, there was nobody was doing that kind of stuff. And so I was like, I can't do that because who am I? And so it wasn't until I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this chant that I just saw on a teacher do on Instagram. I'm going to try it in my classroom. And I saw how the kids responded to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to continue to this is who I am. This is who I am as a teacher. And I think if it takes so much courage, um, and that's what I love too about the Instagram community is it's, it's a, a space where you can be like, oh my gosh, there are other teachers who are going out there and trying new things mm-hmm. in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, especially our school, it's been because of the grade that it has, and it is under the microscope from the state and the district to get certain things done. And the data has to be a certain level at this certain time. And we have to use these certain materials that a lot of times you forget that you feel like you're boxed in, you feel like you're boxed in, but there's still, yeah, there's still ways to put you into the classroom. And I feel like some teachers have come to us and they've, that they've been like, oh my gosh, even the dancing out in the, you know, in, in the car rider thing, they're like, oh my gosh, I just kind of turned on a song for a second with my kids today. And we just danced around for a second. And then we all went back to our seats and continued working. And sometimes it just takes something like that and giving, giving teachers permission to say, it is okay to be yourself. Like we're telling kids, be yourself, be authentically and unapologetically you. But like teachers aren't told that, you know? And so I think that's the biggest thing that we've been trying to tell teachers, like be yourself. It is okay. Because we do have a lot of our, our, the teachers at our school coming in to watch us as we're in a classroom, just so they can see what a different side of teaching would look like um, with the chants, with the songs, with the, just the whole brain learning things that we do. and you and I are also, we're different too. So we learn from each other, yeah. but with them, every time you can tell that, like, I know when I see somebody in their greatness, I'm also probably putting myself down too of saying, oh my gosh, they look so amazing up there. They're doing a fantastic job as a teacher. I am horrible. I am like, I can't do that. You know? So I know that as a teacher, that that's what you can feel like that when they come to watch me, my first thing afterwards, is don't feel like you have to do any of this. Mm-hmm. This was just an example of me being me. 
who are you? Yeah. What can you bring into, like, she's obsessed with Mary Poppins. I love Mary Poppins too, <laughs> but we brought Mary, we, we took a Mary Poppins thing and we built, a, you know, just bringing yourself into it. What do you like to do? Do you like mysteries? If so, create mystery themes. Yeah. You know, just how can you be yourself and it's okay, but it takes bravery and courage to do yeah. that. And it takes a, a good administration team, good leadership yes. to, to give you that safe place to figure out who you are as a teacher. And that's mm -hmm. what we've been blessed with is yeah. an amazing leader who lets us be us, you yeah. know? Right. So, and, I, and, I, and I do think, well, I, I'm interested what advice you would give, you know, like continuing on that point, what advice you would give to, you know, the teachers that see you, but also to a teacher out there who's, who sees the over the overwhelming Instagram community, everything that's going on out there. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of teachers that say like, that isn't me. And I wouldn't try to do what you guys do. Cause you know, I'm not you, that's not my experience. So how would you advise or give advice to teachers who, who want to be more uniquely themselves, but maybe are a little frankly intimidated by everything that's out there. Cause you can see like, I mean, when you see some of the room transformations and things like that, that people are doing it, I, I can see how a teacher would be like, there's no way I could ever compete with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's who, who I think my question back would be, who are you in competition with? You know, when you say I can't compete with that, you should only be in competition with yourself. So looking at you in the mirror, who, how can you, again, bring more of you into the classroom? Right. I don't know. You know, um, and I think, um, and that's actually the workshop that we present, um, mm -hmm. that we're presenting at the teacher self-care conference is called the comparison disease because, and we might've talked about this the last time, but it's, that is comparison is some, that's why we call it a disease mm -hmm. because before you know it, and this has happened to me where I'll sit there and I'll be scrolling through, you know, we'll be scrolling through and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing any of that, you know, or, um, I have not had a chance to breathe, let alone turn my classroom into, you know, a secret detective lab, even mm -hmm. though that's something like, I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that. But, you know, it's, it's not about, um, I think that's amazing. We need to cheer on educators who are doing that because that's their passion. So we need to embrace like, oh my gosh, look at what you did in your classroom. That's your passion continue doing that but you should do it because again because it's your passion not because you feel like you have to compete yeah with people with people and you know that's one of the things that I've realized this year is you know we're we're pulled in so many different directions mm -hmm. at school because we're uh, being also being classroom teachers like we teach third graders fourth graders and fifth graders and we're also she's uh Sarah's the math coach and the reading coach so and I'm the reading coach so we're preparing materials for teachers too so we're kind of pulled in like a million directions like many educators are mm -hmm. and one of the things that I was realizing is this year I haven't had a lot of time to do some of those extra things that I do like to do. Cause I love classroom transformations. It's, that's like a passion of mine, but I haven't had an opportunity to do that. And what I realized is it doesn't necessarily take you spending a ton of money um, or a ton of extra time. Sometimes it's just um, incorporating a new call and response yeah. and just trying that out in your classroom or maybe wearing a hat or and it doesn't, if that's not you, then, then find who you 
want to be in right. the classroom. Yeah. But yeah, it's like totally sitting there saying, you know what, I'm going to be a better version of myself today versus I'm going to be a better teacher than that teacher on Instagram, you know, because that, that can totally foster this. All of a sudden you're like, and I'm not worthy, like, right. you know? And so, and that's not healthy either. I think, I, I think any advice that I would give to the teacher is just say, hey, what do you like to do? What are some things, if you like working out, how can you bring that to the classroom? If you like running, you know, I would, for me, I would change math problems to incorporate more running, you know, just, mm -hmm. just whatever somebody else is passionate about, yeah. scrapbooking, how can you bring that into the classroom? Um, I don't know, what else? You know, yeah. just whatever their passions are, bring it in, writing. Mm -hmm. if you're if you're a teacher who enjoys writing like how can you make that cross-curricular yeah. you know and oh. <laughs> I, I am yeah. interested though too to ask you so so when you because I I know that I've experienced this and I'm sure other teachers do too when you try something new that you think is going to be good or whatever and it and it doesn't work how do you how do you deal with that how do you how do you push forward because I mean, when you're putting yourself out there, especially and and trying to be uniquely you, there are, there are going to be some times where it it falls a little flat. So how do you how do you deal with those situations? Well, I'm going to be real and say <laughs> that with we just we we like to create parodies to songs. So yeah. right now we just created to um for Hamilton's My Shot, we now made a rock like version of like I am not throwing away my <laughs> shot. <laughs> I am not throwing away my yeah. shot. Hey, I'm a Rock Lake Scholar. I'm on my way to college and I'm not throwing away my yeah. shot. So we, we created this whole parody to build up the students and empower them. But the first time we threw it out there in good old August where they're seeing us, it did not go uh -huh. well. The teacher, like the kids were like, who is that? This, this song is stupid. Is dumb. <laughs> oh my God. Like, is that you trying Miss McCarthy? Yeah. Like, because it's the culture of they get, they like, like to crack on people, you yeah. know, and like to put, put down. So that's all that they know is to do that. So we could have just taken that and thrown it away to the curb. But I'm like, no, there's something here. Like we can, we can do this. And we just had to get them to buy into Yeah, it. And you just have to keep, keep going. There has been so many times where I think more times than not things that I have was like, oh my gosh, I need to do this. This is going to work out so perfect. And it has bombed. Like I, I remember, um, last school year I had a district person come oh, yeah. <laughs> and she was coming to the school and she's like uh, I'm gonna come and watch Sally teach and I had like said to myself well I can't just do a traditional lesson I gotta do something cool and it did not go well. It was like Your one of those were like way off. They were day. like so, my kids were so hyped that day to the point where this lady was in my classroom and I had a kid get up and he decided to like bathe his head in the water fountain. This girl <laughs> like threw crayons up in the air and was like, I don't know what the rules are. Like saying things that I'm over there dying inside <laughs> because I'm supposed to have this reputation of like having it together like my kid uh -huh. Shaw's class is on lock and she walked in and it was like nightmare central <laughs> it was so bad and so I think and I and I tell teachers this all the time I'm like listen I mess up 
all the time. And I am putting myself down all the time. And I am hard. I am so hard on myself that someone could walk in and say, oh, that was a really great lesson. But deep down, if one thing goes wrong, I am beating myself up and I am like tearing myself apart. And that's something that, you know, I, I have had to work through myself, but I've probably had more times than not. This brilliant idea that I've come up with mm -hmm. has bombed, but because that's how you grow as yeah. an educator. And that becomes part of your story. You do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of, kind of wrap it up and come back to why you chose practically positive teaching uh, as your name, how do you, how do you find that balance? Cause I remember you saying practically positive teaching me was because you could you could practically be positive all the time. It didn't mean you had to be positive all the time. So with, like you said, having testing requirements and trying to bring your kids up and your school's grade up and, and then all the sometimes negativity that's around us uh, because of our political system and things like that, how do, you, how do you find the balance that when you go into those low points or you kind of keep, when, when you get yourself lost in the weeds, how do you, how do you bring yourselves out? Um, well, I know. <laughs> so one of the things that um, I always talk about, and especially with teachers, because I feel like lately, teachers have been coming to me in tears, just just like completely breaking down because this time of year is very, very stressful because it's test prep time right. for us. And I personally deal with um, major anxiety major anxiety and um it's one of those things where it can take over and it is hard to get out because it spirals and you all of a sudden it's just like oh my gosh I'm, I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack or, or I, you know I'll go through a, a panic attack and one thing that has really helped me has been um journaling that has been a huge thing because brain and yeah, we call it, have you brain dumped today? Like, have you brain dumped? And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just, I'll sit down and, and I, I even have told my, my students this like, when you're having a, a bad day or there is something that is getting to you and you feel like all of a sudden you are spiraling and, and you like wrapped up and, all and you're wrapped thoughts. up in your negative thoughts. Um, you have to force your mind to focus on all on the good things, things that you've got. That's from one of a little song that we created in our classroom, <laughs> but, but you do, you have to almost, you have to stop and think because it is hard in this day and age with the political system and the things that are going on. And teachers are literally having to fight for their worth and so it's like how do you um how do you still show up to work because you still have kids in your classroom whether you're getting paid a certain amount or not like you still have kids that are waiting for you you know to show up and so a big thing is just journaling and realizing okay always going back to your why why am i here um and then once you go back to your why, like, why am I here? What is my purpose for being here? And then, you know, focusing on one of the, the things that Sarah is really good at is saying, okay, Sally, stop. I need you to list five positive, um, five positive things that are going on right now. And yeah, there's like sometimes- Interrupt it with gratitude. I yeah. Think that was, and what are some things that you're Instagram. thankful for? And I'm like, nothing. You know, like, sometimes <laughs> you can get to that point where it's like- My life is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Everything that's terrible. Though, I have no been stop. there. 
stop. Interrupt, yes. interrupt it with gratitude. Yes. It helps to, to bring you back and to see it differently. You have exactly. to change your mindset on it. And that goes back to our whole platform for practically positive teaching is changing the education conversation. So like, what can we do as teachers to change that conversation mm-hmm. um, about our careers and change that because really we are the ones who have the power to define who we are as teachers Mm -hmm. because um you know a lot of times people do not know what it takes to show up and be there for a hundred plus kids every single day and it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of work and you know people who love what they do throw themselves into these these baby's lives. Mm-hmm. And so going back to what is your why? Um, are you taking care of yourself? A lot of times for me, when I'm starting to go down, it's because I have not even, I haven't been taking care of myself. I'm like, I haven't worked out or I haven't been eating the right things or, um, and things like that. So it goes back to taking care of yourself um, journaling, writing down, how am I feeling right now? And how can I change that conversation yeah. that's going on in my mind? And that has been a very and, huge help. And me. I think too, like, it's, it's easy to get wrapped up in the negative mm-hmm. talk on campus. You know, there are people yeah. that are just spitting out complaints left and right. And you have to choose what to allow into that. Is that really something that I can solve this, this mm-hmm. complaint? Is it something that you're willing to solve? Or is it, some, is it something that you're, you know, I think for us, I, I choose we choose what we want, what we see that we're responsible for, Mm -hmm. you know? So instead of complaining about a problem, even when we're in those data meetings and it doesn't, it doesn't look good on paper. It's like, okay, what can we do to solve it? We don't Mm -hmm. have time really to complain about it. We can't just sit there and say, Oh, you know, our students are low and they're not coming well equipped enough. And what happened last year? And that's not, we can't complain about that, but what can we do about it? Let's shift it and focus on what we can do to solve it. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) excuse me, I think, being very mindful of who you're allowing to be around you, yeah. you know, and just choosing positive relationships. And if somebody's being negative, you have to set that boundary of, I'm not letting you into this because it's already hard enough, you know, being very, being very mindful of who's yes. around you is important. Yeah. You know, and, and Wilkie has had, uh, you know, he's been at that new school, but the, the difficult time he's had a couple times is there have been some teachers who have said some negative things around him, not about his daughter, but it happens to be his daughter's teachers. So not only is he a colleague, but he's having to approach it as, as a dad. And it's, it's a really interesting kind of dichotomy because he, he he is on the one hand one of the most upbeat and positive people uh, I've ever met, but he's when it comes to negativity he's he's cutthroat. Like if he feels like you're a bad influence on him, especially when it comes to that setting, because he knows how much is at stake. And and a question he asked me recently, or we were talking about, is like asking teachers if you weren't there to do this job, how would kids suffer? Like if, if you weren't in this classroom doing what you're doing, how would kids suffer? Because that's, I mean, I can talk about, oh, I'm in it because I want to impact kids. That's my why and all this. But when you really, he was like, flip it and just say, if you weren't there for this kid, how is this even just say this particular kid? Like the example of the kid with the drum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, mm-hmm. so yeah. That's a, that's a powerful question. That that right there is changing the, that conversation mm-hmm. automatically. Right. You know, and I think it really comes down to leadership too. Like yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. to interrupt those conversations and to make them where, like our our principal doesn't play with that kind of stuff. So she will she would call conversations like that out and be very blunt and say, that's not okay. That's not why we're here. We're not here to have, to be nitpicking at everything, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's very adamant. Like there's, they got something like, I mean, he opened a new school. So there were a bunch of new teachers and okay. then they got, they got four or five at semester. They got four or five new teachers again. And okay. you know, he's, he, he's really taken upon himself to kind of mentor them, but he's very much like, I'm here for you and I'll mentor you and I'll talk to you when you need me. But like to some degree, he's like, Hey, I, he just says to them, Hey, I'm here if you need something, but it's, it's then their choice to really, you know, kind of want to go that direction because there are definitely people on his campus that are not super fond of the way he is because he's, he's exactly what you said, Sarah. He's like, if you don't have a, you don't have to have an answer to your problem, but if you don't have a desire to try to fix it, then exactly. don't, then don't come at me with your problems. Right. And I think that's, that's what positivity is. You know, I think a lot of times people are like, Oh, you know, there goes Sally and Sarah being all positive. And it's like, it's not like we're running around riding rainbow unicorns all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and being right. positive is not just always having a, a smile on your face and running around and whatever being positive is knowing that there is a way to solve a problem. There is mm-hmm. that you, that there's going to be there's a way hope. there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's hope, you know, in every situation um, you can figure out how, how to make it through. Like when there are new, you know, when there is new legislation that comes out, if there is a test that you have, that you, you're told that you have to give on this day and you know, deep down, you're your not, kids are not prepared for it, but you're being told that you have to give that test that day. You know, it's hard to be like, you know what? My kids aren't going to do well. But instead of being like, oh my gosh, they're making us do this and blah, blah, instead being like, you know what? My kids might not do well on this test, but at the end of the day, I'm going to use what they did on that test and I'm going to figure out, okay, well, how can I address those needs and get my kids to do better the next time? I mean, there's only so many things that are in our control and we have to learn what what should we take on and fight for? Exactly. And what do we not? You have to How choose. How can you battles. limit? Yeah, choosing battles and just limiting the complaining because complaining doesn't get anything done. Yeah. And I mean, we're we're in the classroom. We're showing up every day. Our names are on that door. So what are we? I want to. I want to be happy with what I'm doing. I'm still going to be a teacher, and I'm still going to show up. So I'm going to make sure, no matter what, no matter what test I have to give, or no matter what you know, what color my data sheet looks like. I want to have fun when I'm at work and I don't want anybody else to take charge of the happiness that I have in my job. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's a good spot to end this morning. Like I said, we are, we ended the last time you were with us that we said we were going to get a, get you back on with Wilkie. So I'm still going to hold to that. All right. (laughs) Um, yeah. So if, for people that want to connect with you, follow you, uh, and and collaborate with you where's the best place for them to find you i think we're most present on instagram yeah at practically positive teaching mm-hmm. that's our handle and then also our website practically positive teaching.com yes we're pretty much everywhere but yeah. we're most yeah most what's the word 
prominent? Yeah, most active most on active. Instagram. Most active. Yes. Yeah, and you and if you uh, if you do follow them, you can see them dancing out at car riding. <laughs> I bet I have like ten of them saved in like on my Instagram where I just like flag it. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna repost that. <laughs> we love it. You know what? And I, that's what we are so appreciative of all of yes. the support and cheering us on and stuff like that. Um, and mm. we just we love what you guys stand for and how you guys are powering through. Um, because and that's that's what teachers need to be real need to realize that they have value. Yep. And that's mm -hmm. why I love mm -hmm. what you guys are doing mm -hmm. and the um, the teachers and the professionals that you guys have on your podcast just add so much value to the education world. So thank you so much thank for you everything for, you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate it. So like you said, uh, again, we're, I mark my words, the third time is going to be the charm getting Wilkie on here. I think, I think it's just going to be that we meet in person. I think that's I what think it's going to be. Yeah, we should try. Yeah, we should try. Uh, well, you guys are in outside Orlando, right? Uh, we pretty much, we live pretty much right in Orlando yeah. area. Yeah. We work in well, we, yeah. that, that cruise, that cruise we're going on is going out of Miami and I, I, I'm not great at geography, but I think Orlando and Miami are not very close. Are they? If no, we can probably make that happen. We, we could, well, <laughs> we could drive there. Yes. If you guys were there, if you had, we would drive, we would do it. My family is like only an hour North of that of Miami they live in Jupiter Florida so I know that you let you'll us know, know when you get here it's yeah. not that far away so yeah let us know okay well let's way to make it happen perfect all right well again ladies thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you thank for you having for us. having us